How's it going, everyone? I'm Bobby Hundreds. You are listening to the very first episode of Bomb Talk. I don't even know what to call this. It's a podcast. It's an interview. It all starts on a Twitter spaces once a week. Uh, I will be tapping into Twitter, linking up with some of my friends in the NFT space or even NFT adjacent just to help everyone wrap their minds around this conversation that's been going on all year. It's actually been out in the world or the metaverse, we should say, for the last several years. But in 2021, it really came to a head. I don't believe we're early. I believe we are the architects. I believe we're prophetic. I think people who are going to get into NFTs next year are early. Uh, But right now, we are on the front lines of this thing. We are building the definition together. Whatever I'm saying today is going to be fast outdated by next week, especially by next month, next year. Uh, That's how fast the information is moving. That's how fast the the technology is building. It's a beautiful thing to see. But until then, I think there are still a lot of very high barriers, a lot of confusion. The topic is wrought with complications. Uh, There's a lot of pitfalls. There's actually even a lot of danger out there. And so what I want to do is, since crypto is a dark place, since the conversation is pretty murky and muddy, I want to bring human faces to light, people who have co-signed the space, who are making moves in the space, people whose names you might be more comfortable with and might feel a little bit more comfortable moving into crypto and NFTs because these people are involved and helping explain it. I'm one of those people. This is me, Bobby Hundreds. I founded a brand called The Hundreds 18 years ago with my friend Ben in an apartment. It's a streetwear brand, uh, operated on a lot of the same principles that NFTs are following today. One of ones, scarcity, limited edition, collectability, high value, uh, and especially on the culture and community side of things. Um, Almost two decades later, I find myself almost doing the, repeating a lot of the same actions, repeating a lot of the same language and vernacular and behavior and customs that streetwear did in the space of NFTs. You've been hearing this word a lot over the last year. Um, I'm helping uh, to just shed some light even for myself to help better understand it, to better understand the technology and what we can use it for. My first guest today is Steve Aoki. Steve Aoki is a world-class, world-famous DJ. If you don't know him already, not just from throwing pies in people's faces, but throwing the best parties around the planet. He's established his name as a uh, record-breaking record producer um, and just a a leading DJ in the world. Um, But Steve, uh, I wanted to bring him on first because his avenue and his pathway to NFTs came from a place of collectibles. And Steve is an avid sports card collector. For many of you who don't know, which is probably almost all of you, sports cards have really come back in a big way. You know, I grew up in the 80s and the 90s and baseball cards and comics were a thing. They were kind of a fun collectible even before the Pokemon cards. They were like Star Wars figures. Uh, we had no idea that one day uh, when we were all grown men and women that these would be ultimately valuable and some of it priceless. And so Steve has built a, hob- a hobby and somewhat of a job and a career now out of collecting cards. And uh, that market has very easily segued into NFTs. It's the same exact thing, but just in digital space. But to understand the collectability and the collector's culture around NFTs, let's begin with baseball cards. I think it's something that is tangible enough that everybody can understand. And if you can wrap your mindset around the philosophy and the approach to collecting cards, perhaps it'll be a little bit easier to understand why anyone would go to their to, to these lengths to collect digital collectibles like non-fungible tokens, NFTs, uh, board apes, uh, Adam Bomb Squad, which is our NFT project. So speaking of which, this entire show is really just a shameless advertisement for Adam Bomb Squad. Adam Bomb Squad is our NFT collectibles project. NFTs are not just all collectibles. They're not all kind of like just these baseball card looking cartoon things. But this season of NFTs is really hyper-focused on this type of NFT being used to help everyone get better acquainted with the technology. About a month ago, we introduced 25,000 different pieces of art. These were our Atom Bomb Squad NFTs. They sold out in less than an hour, but they are still available on the secondary marketplace. Just like sneakers, or if you come from streetwear, uh, vintage goods, for example, if you're into vintage shopping, these NFTs are now in the secondary marketplace. The main one at this point in time is called OpenSea. 
OpenSea.io, you can search for the verified blue check for Atom Bomb Squad and you can search through and sift through all the 25,000 Atom Bomb Squad NFTs. You can make bids on the ones that aren't for sale and there are others that are just up for bite now if you wanna jump in. What our Atom Bomb Squad NFT does for you is number one, it gives you access to the community. There are perks that come along with our brand. We've already offered discount codes. We've already offered line cutting to specific drops, events specifically for you. Uh, we just got done with Family Style, which was our annual food festival here in Los Angeles. And people who had a sticker, which is one of the special attributes of some of the NFTs in the Atom Bomb Squad collection, got free access, everyone else, uh, got a discount code. And so those are some of the real world perks that come along with your Anna Bomb Squad membership. You can look at it as a membership card to a secret club and there are gonna be more metaverse type of uh, perks that come along with it as well. Free airdrops, meaning we are gonna send you free NFTs, um, uh, digital characters that will be able to wear the clothes in digital environments. There's so many things that are planned out for your Atom Bomb Squad NFT. You can trade them, you can buy them, and uh, pass them, swap them with your friends, and you can buy them right now over on OpenSea.io. So, Without further ado, I'm going to begin the show. Today's show is with Steve Aoki. Uh, this entire series is about making a very dark and mysterious place friendly, accessible, and warm. And Steve, I think, is going to do a great job doing that. Um, my job is to just hold your hand through this all. And as you are learning, as I am learning, you are learning. Uh, let's all do this together because this is what it's all about, the community. Here we go. Hey, everybody. Good morning. Come on in. Come on in, everyone. The very first bomb talk by Adam Bomb Squad is happening right now. I, I don't think we could have uh, asked for a better introduction and <laughs> a start to this. Uh, as, um, as you know, other social platforms are currently down and Twitter is just getting slammed right now. So uh, we have uh, the perfect timing in order to introduce Bomb Talk, uh, this will be a regular conversation I'll be having with different bomb holders from our NFT community. My name is Bobby Hundreds. I'm the co-founder of The Hundreds and Adam Bomb Squad. Um, this is a collection of 25,000 NFTs that we just recently dropped, uh, still very accessible if you're trying to get in before the rest of the world discovers it. And um, Bomb Talk is going to be a way for me to introduce you all to the different characters that we have in our community, one of whom will be joining me shortly. His name is Steve Aoki. Uh, for right now, I am going to start bringing in my co-host, which is the Atom Bomb Squad. Let's see here. Atom Bomb Squad, I'm going to invite you to be a co-host and um and the hundreds here let me see if i can find the hundreds just so that i have all my bases covered all right there we go so we have um our co-hosts coming up to on stage let's see if we can do this invite to co-host all right um and the meanwhile let me see if i can also find uh steve out in the audience here Welcome everyone, come on in. I know it's a crazy morning with social down. Um, uh, to my uh, producers, if you can find Steve in the audience, please bring him up on stage. Uh, let's see if I can also get, okay, yeah. Please see if you can find Steve, bring him up on stage. Okay, so we can begin. Uh, this is Bomb Talk presented by Adam Bomb Squad. My name is Bobby Hundreds. Um, what do I do? I don't know. So much these days. Um, a little bit of everything and a lot of nothing. That's typically how the bio goes. Uh, we are uh, founders of a streetwear brand that's been around for 18 years based out of Los Angeles. If you are any way in any way remotely connected or around fashion streetwear, uh, you would know about the hundreds. If not, and this is all very new to you, even better, because I feel like over the last year, we are beginning with a fresh slate. Uh, everything has been reset, and we are all back at the starting line, especially because of NFTs, crypto, DeFi, decentralization, all of these 
crazy vocabulary words, uh, new jargon that we've all been introduced to and inducted in over the last 12 months, more or less. Uh, my NFT journey began last December, uh, just when I saw an auction come up by a guy named Beeple, who turned out to become a pretty legendary mythical figure in our NFT space. My friend Trevor, Trevor McFedries, who many of you know, uh, kind of onboarded me and opened my eyes to what NFTs could do for artists, for brands, uh, in terms of uh, circumnavigating gatekeepers, getting artists paid and compensated fairly for their work. And I think one of the things that really struck me and inspired me was how uh, the discovery and the, the awakening that over the last 10 years, these social tech giants, um, a, a, a couple of which are having a little bit of a hardship right now, um, built a lot of their establishment, their structure off of the backs of artists. And now through the aid of NFTs and through this advanced technology, we can get these individuals, these humans properly, fairly compensated for the work properly and fairly represented and uh, restoring a lot of that power back to the individuals. I think NFTs and crypto are uh, a rather dark place. They can be, they can, it can be pretty mysterious. Uh, just like the advent of anything new, any new frontier. Uh, when we were starting off in web, you know, even building an e-com shop, an online store, um, even that was tricky and complicated at the start because of all the scamming and no one was very comfortable using their credit cards to buy anything out of a PayPal cart or an online shop. Even eBay was, was very mysterious and shrouded. And uh, it took a few years for the infrastructure to be built around it for this, the relationships and the connections to be established where people felt like it was human and trustworthy enough to really get in. And now you know what's happened over the last 10 years with e-commerce, with websites, with uh, social media. Um, everyone has become very comfortable uh, with the technology. And the same thing is happening right now. Um, one thing that I want to do personally and through Adam Bomb Squad, Adam Bomb Squad to combat that to combat that insecurity and that, um, that mystery around this technology is to provide human faces to the content, the, the human faces that are making the art, uh, the ones that are collecting and investing in this space, just so you know that you're not alone. I think uh, crypto and NFTs can be a very lonely place. And so the more we can do to establish these connections, build relationships, bridge new friendships, whether it's through Discord, through our WhatsApp chains, through Twitter, especially. Shout out to Twitter. That's why we're here on Spaces right now. Twitter's just been the uh, most convenient and optimal forum to building the NFT community. Uh, I've always championed NFT uh, Twitter since the start. <laughs> I've been a big Twitter advocate, but it's been remarkable over the last year to see how many people have come back and engaged with it in a way to build relationships, to help educate and inform each other and to build the resources to help everyone else out. While everyone is helping themselves, of course, uh, we are all here to see each other win, which is why we all say we are all gonna make it. Um, I am a firm believer in that. So if this is just one more thing that we can do to provide a human face and a human context to the technology so that you all feel comfortable with it and we can say, hey, look, like if you're in, I'm in, and this thing is not disappearing anytime soon, um, I'm all for it. So this is the very first episode of Bomb Talk by Anna Bomb Squad. Anna Bomb Squad is a collection of 25,000 NFTs that we just recently dropped. The metadata is fresh right out the oven. Um, the project is still very easy to jump into. It's still very accessible. It's not going to be that way for long. And so please check it out. We've had some really, really big developments over the last couple of days. Uh, this conversation is meant to introduce some of you or the community to the, some of the characters who are helping build Anna Bomb Squad. One of those is Steve Aoki. Let's see if Steve is in the room. Um, okay, let's see. Steve, is Steve oh, out oh. here? You're here. All right, Steve, oh. welcome aboard. I just wanted to start off with you because I wanted to talk about your relationship with collecting. I think to understand NFTs 
and to understand crypto art and all this stuff that we're into, you really have to come into it with a mindset of, yes, of course, investing. Yes, of course, of a fascination with the technology. But more than anything, you have to have a real love, a passion for collecting and this enthusiasm that cannot be taught, cannot be replicated, but you've had it. And you've had it for quite some time, especially over the pandemic. And you got into it really over the last, let's say, a year and a half. I, I want to say it started off with sports cards. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, I mean, back when I was a kid, yeah, like it all was sports cards from when I was like in elementary school. Like, you know, when, when my mom would take me to the, uh, the local sports card shop and, you know, she's like, you could buy one pack. You know, <laughs> and uh, and then you go hunting for, you know, Ken Griffey Jr. rookie card or, you know, Barry Sanders or, you know, whoever else was like like the the a hot rookie at that time. And and, yeah, try, you know, and you have your binder with, like you know, that like you're, you're you try to one up your friends like, That's oh, right. but I have like 10 Ken Griffey's and you have one. And and I'm like, I only have two, you know, like, you know, it's. Um, I, I was never the best, but I definitely like had something, you know, enough where I had the taste, you know, and that was the start. And that was, you know, that was when I was a kid. I think every, at least in America, the culture of sports cards, like we've all touched it somehow. We've all been around it. So, um, uh, you know, and, and, and I think I hear the story so many times you like back then when you're like especially you're like people my age like early 40s like late 30s uh or even their 30s whether it's pokemon whether you grew up with pokemon or you grew up with sports cards we've all like had this moment where we we did it and then we gave it up for you know finding out that the you know that that you started getting attracted to girls or guys or whatever and and then you're like no no i can't do this anymore you know, so that, that's what happened to me at that, at that, during that time. And then later on, I picked up other, other like fascinations of collecting. And that was like vinyl was a big one for me because I was in, I was in the punk and hardcore. So, um, and it's, it wasn't, it's not like too expensive, you know, it's like for a kid, you can buy a, a 45 or a seven inch for, for two dollars or three dollars so and even a rare one at that so it was it was like okay i could like collect something that's actually in the price range at that at that age and yeah. uh and 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 like get get like the whole sets like i followed record labels so i'd be like oh, all right i'm gonna get like i want to get like the the revelation records number eight like no yeah. one has it doesn't matter who's on it now anymore. we're speaking like, the same language you know what i mean yeah yeah it's like <laughs> It's like it, you need to get the whole thing, even if though, like you don't even know. It's not about the music anymore. It's about like following culture, you know. That's okay. So that's what I was gonna say. What is the psychology around collecting? Is that just a very human aspect? I don't think it's relegated to any one specific demo. Because some people have told me they're like, I'm not really collectors, but I'm like, yeah, but you're into let's say I don't know, you're into food. Like in a way, you're still collecting these food pictures, like everyone has something in them that is inherently about you're trying to amass or stockpile a certain emotion. Like what is the psychology around a lot of that for you? Yeah. It's like, it's once you can like actually, actually see that you can complete something or, or whatever it is. I mean, it could be a project. It could be like the, the vinyl set. It could be something where you're almost there. You're like, oh, if I if I had the, the last three, then I have the whole set, you know, and once you complete it, you're like, OK, what's the next thing I can complete? Um, Is it I, almost I, like a puzzle in that way? Where yeah, you're it's, quite, to finish it's, it, these, it's like a game. It's like you're trying to finish the game. Yeah. Yeah. And it, I mean, it's a, it, and if it's attainable, that's the thing. It's like it has to be like it has to be something that's part of the culture that you love and part of the culture that represents you and you know, the social group that you're in so that you can actually talk about it. Like it, it it's, has a, has value for you because you have a, that social network that you can bring it up. You know, it's like, and then I'm like, it, that's all it really matters. Honestly, is to that social group. 
So just like with NFTs or with like vinyl when I was 15 or 16, I mean, no one else cared about these records. And I didn't give a shit if the whole world had no idea about the stuff I was was listening to or collecting or whatever, except for the people I went to the shows with. You know, and, right. and, and, you know, and strangely enough, it's like all that stuff I was collecting or like, you know, valuing and searching and, and, and spending all this, this mental time trying to, to complete whatever it was, it was, was only really known by myself and a few people, you know, whereas like NFTs, like you, you, you know, so now this is like my new community. And if I buy something, like everyone instantaneously knows because it's in, it's in this public wallet, you know, it's like the, it's it's far more, it's far more open to the community and far more people are engaged with it because of social media and the internet and Twitter, you know, this, this, this kind of stuff. Yeah. Then like having like a, like a physical, physical thing. So the, the value it's like, it's like, even though for people, they don't, they're like, but it's not physical, but I'm like, but really what, what the physical is just like, you know, the, the feeling behind the physical that is obviously not, it, it's, it's something that we make up. So it, you attach that to anything. That's all that really matters, you know? And then I hundred percent agree. Yeah. Boom. You don't really need the physical. Just like exactly. the stock market. I try to well, explain this to people, Mike. The stock market is not – it's just a made-up concept that we all agree to, we believe, to believe in. Exactly. You know, and we all pay – we all trade in, in that space. There is no physical stock that's in your hand, you know, but exactly. we all agree that it exists. It's, the, the physical is ephemeral anyways. It's, it's uh, at the mercy of the elements. There could be a – we live in L.A. There could be a wildfire that just sweeps through and, and devours it all, but it doesn't – a race or um you know i think it doesn't um what's the word i'm looking for i guess it doesn't necessarily even like shortchange the what the culture and the community and that emotion that nostalgia the tribalism what all of those things uh come that come with it you know the physical aspects of collections or collectibles the physical collectibles i was just at the frankenstein trading show this last weekend, you know, going out there looking for Pokemon cards, action figures, vinyl. They're really just indicators back towards certain memories that I have or two different social tribes that I want to say uh, represent something about me, right? And you and I, we both grew up in the hardcore scene. So we both grew up collecting a lot of hardcore vinyl. That's what we were talking about, the Revelation Records and whatnot. And so for the people from that community that understand, we really like what Steve was saying, we really didn't care if anyone empathized or even appreciated our underground because what we were looking for was someone to just understand us. And we weren't at the center of the mainstream. We were on the fringe, just like what NFTs are right now. It's nice to get a mainstream acknowledgement every now and then from a Reese Witherspoon or a Snoop Dogg. But really, we are looking for people who are just like us, who feel a little bit crazy right now because we see something out there in the dark that is invisible and doesn't make sense. But because we can find other people who share that same vision, there's a real incredible bond there. And the friendships that I think that have been emanating from this space through the discourse and the WhatsApps, you know, even Steve, you and I have talked more this year than any other year. You know, this is what NFTs have done. The NFTs, you know, I feel like they're almost ancillary to it. It's just something that's really brought us together. You said something about stocks. And this is something I think about uh, is that when I was growing up, my dad was into tell me, talk to me about stocks and mutual funds. And I feel like baseball cards, Pokemon cards, sports cards, NFTs, in a little bit of a way, are our generation's version of stocks, maybe because we're all man boys or we're kind of children who never quite grew up. What do you think about that? Yeah, absolutely. I do want to add too is that when 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 you think about physical collectibles, what whatever they are, we, we think about a painting, right? A, a painting that's like, let's say, uh, you know, a painting that's worth like millions of dollars. The actual physical, like what it, what it really is, is just canvas and paint. When you when I when I buy a baseball card or or a Pokemon card that's like a, a lot of money, I mean it's just cardboard. 
like like so like the uh, the physical value of what it really is is actually worth pennies but we we attain we 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 attribute this 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 value like it's so desirable and so rare to the world that now the market has decided that it's this this dollar amount but really it's literally if you boil it down to the actual raw you know what what the raw thing is all about it's like it's worth a, a you know a couple pennies and that's like where you know how how is that any different than something that we attribute that's that's actually living you know on our screens that's I you know I agree. You know, so that's why it's so crazy it's like i i explain this to some people just the the cards because people don't even oh yeah you love cars of course like ferrars no no i'm not talking about cars <laughs> i'm talking about cardboard like like so i explained to you i'm like <laughs> investing in expensive cardboard i'm I'm obsessed with cardboard. And they're like, what the fuck? You, you're like, you love cardboard? I'm like, yes, I'm fucking obsessed with cardboard. I, and by all, like, really, the definition of what I'm spending a lot of money on is on cardboard like, with ink on it. It's, it's bizarre, but I'm spending a fuckload of money on it. And, and then, yeah. And then I, you know, I think about it, I'm like, it really, that's what it really is. But then I'm like, painting is the same thing. It's just yeah. canvas. It's like what a person that, that 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 built a identity around like this particular style and like curated this thing, but like it moves you. It and, and you want to collect it. You want to share it with whoever is around you. And now, you know, n- now it's it doesn't have to be. That's why. And then I didn't go into the NFT conversation because I, I I do a lot of this kind of hand-holding with a lot of my friends, obviously. I'm, I'm sure we, all of us... You, you and I, I feel like everyone <laughs> in this room is probably that friend for our group. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I mean, yeah, and, and then going back to what you're saying, yes, it is. It's like, I, I'm not a day trader, okay? Like, like here's the thing. For me, like, I'm, a, I'm more of a buyer and a creator. I don't sell that much. I very rarely sell. So... Um, the dump part, like the pump part, like, I mean the pump, I, I think pump is like such a, such a bad word, but yeah, to promote something that you love. Yes. I, I love doing that. You know, that's what I do. That's what I've been doing when it comes to my music, when it comes to things I love, I want people to know about it. That's actually, I feel like where I got my success was, you know, even before I was a DJ, I was at A&R. I started my own record label and I would find bands and I would pump them. I would promote them. I'd be like, this, you need to hear this. This is, this is mind blowing. This changed my life. And some of these bands really took off and that's where the success from my record label came, you know, um, because I was like, this touched me in a way that no other band has. And you need to hear, it. listen to it and tell me what you think. Boom. Yeah. I got you, Steve. That's fucking phenomenal. All right. Do the next person. And once they say that, once this, the, the, the light sparks in their eyes and you see it in their brain, you're like, fuck yeah, that feels good. The feeling that I, <laughs> I oh, feel, yeah. I'm like, someone else feels that. And I, I brought them that. That is fucking awesome. Yeah. So like just that is, is part of my, like part, part of like the purpose of my life is to like find things and go, wow, this is fucking cool. Let me, I want to share this and I want to see the joy in other people and then build what you're talking about, Bobby. Like, you know, this, this, this energy of like, Hey, we haven't, we, we've known each other for years. We've, we know, we've known our existence of each other for, 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 for God, you know, a long time, but we haven't communicated with this kind of passion. We haven't like finally found something and boom, we have this energy that, that like is, why we're why we're in this group why we're so ecstatic about nfts because that's nfts it just is like is is a thing that we want to be in a community about you know just just for that feeling it's just one it's just the reason for us to get together be like yo this is dope oh my god you got you got that oh that's cool it's the same kind of thing it's like uh yes but going back to what i was saying it's like i'm just like my problem is is uh and this is my business management is you know, they're like, Steve, you gotta, you gotta sell too. <laughs> Cause like on the card side, on the NFT side, I just don't have, I just, I just, I'm, I'm not, I'm not very good at selling. So I'm not a, I'm not a great day trader. I'm more of a great, like, 
like I'd rather just buy and then, you know, eventually, yes, I, I've sold a couple things, you know, like I sold that CryptoPunk. Um, but that wasn't even meant for to be for sale. I just put it up for a higher ETH and it, and it sold. But um, yeah, for, but for the most part, it's uh, it's just it's just like I just like being in the community. I think more important than that. Yeah, I think you touch on so many strong points there, Steve. Um, for everyone who's just tuning in, this is the very first episode, the very first conversation of uh, Bomb Talk. Uh, it's going to be a regular conversation I'm having with different um, people from our Atom Bomb Squad community, uh, whether they are recognizable characters, figures like. Steve Aoki, world-famous DJ, music producer, and also notable collector, um, or just NFT wizards, uh, people who can give us insight all the way down to everyday collectors. I'm going to be bringing them up all on stage um, over the next weeks and months and just giving you kind of a lay of the land of what our community looks like. Um, Steve has touched on a few different things. The reason why I wanted to begin this series with Steve is that he has such a unique viewpoint of what it means to be a collector. And I think it comes from a place where he's actually reinforced this, is that uh, it's coming from a place of culture and community. I think uh, we are, more than ever, we are in a time where people are feeling lonelier than they ever have. They're feeling like they're without community. Um, attendance at uh, institutions, even as, as far as like churches, is down below 50% for the first time in American history. Um, the pandemic has isolated us and separated us. And so we are diving into the metaverse, into the internet to find each other and trying to find any type of unions or bonds with people who might be seeing things a little bit differently. And it feels really good, to be honest, to have these crazy ideas, to see a vision and know that you're met on the other side by a stranger, whether it's Steve Aoki, whether it's me, Bobby Hundreds, or someone that you meet in a Discord on Adam Bomb Squad, who says, hey, I get you, I see what you're saying, and we're all in this together. So there's this really beautiful part of NFTs that many people miss. They think it's a cash grab opportunity. They think of it as stocks and investments only. Uh, we have stocks. If you want to trade in stocks, go to Apple and Google to do that. Good luck trying to build a community around doing that. The reason why these things are really hitting home right now, these NFTs, sports cards, all these types of collectibles, is because you can go out. Honestly, like I was wearing my, we have a board Ape collaboration hoodie with the hundreds. I was wearing mine at a collectible show this weekend. I ran to a guy named William. He was wearing the same hoodie. We struck a conversation. We are now friends. He's now in the Adam Bomb Squad. Like that's the magic. You cannot do that trading stocks. You can do it trading art because Ben and I, we also collect physical art. But this is happening at a different pace through the facilitation, through the facility of a really beautiful technology um, but that's what NFTs are providing. Steve, as a collector, you're into NFTs, you're into sports cards. Both of these things can be a little bit daunting to get into. Uh, the barrier is kind of high. Let's both be honest here. How do you tell people to get in? What's the best way for them to learn Intel, to get the alpha, to know what's what? Um, how do they start trading? How do they even get into sports cards? And if, like, what do you tell people? Are there websites to check out? Are there Twitters to follow? Is it just friends? What is it? Yeah. You? Okay. So first, before all that, I think one thing like for, for anyone that's not even involved at all, uh, I, I just want to explain some of the, the like logic behind spending money in the space. So it's very different than buying Let's say you have like something that's $5,000 and it's like you can get a, a nice Louis Vuitton bag or purse or whatever, or you can get, uh, or you can get like a card or you can get an NFT. For me, I, I prefer to get something that's, that I like, I, I, even if I don't sell or not, I want to know that there's a value there that, that has this potential to go up. And of course, a Louis Vuitton bag does, but you buy it not for to trade. You when you buy a card, even though I like, I probably won't sell it. I want to know that I have this position to actually trade or sell up. You know, I want to buy things that I believe in. That I feel like the, you know, because I look at it like when I look at trading cards, collectibles, NFTs, it's market desirability and rarity. So. It's like it's not buying an actual item for me to, you know, it is for me to use and hold and share, but 
is to have this value that it will go up whether I sell or not. I want to know that the value is going up. So that's, that's like the main thing. It's like, I don't really care to buy like a, like, you know, a diamond necklace. If I have a choice between a, a diamond chain or an NFT or a, a card, I'm going to, I'm going to go with an NFT or a card. Yeah. You, you know what I mean? That's like, that's like, I think Does that's that make really us different. crazy? People like you're spending so much money. Like, yeah, but it's, it's, these are like, it's like putting money in Tesla at an early stage. They're putting money in something that like, I love Tesla. So I'll put money in Tesla. You know, I, I believe in the growth of where it's going to go, but this is something that just like you said, Bobby, it's like attached to a community where you're like, there's no yeah. Tesla community where you're like, Oh yeah, the guy's got a Tesla t-shirt. It's like, it doesn't, it doesn't uh, attract this kind of magnetism is when you see a, someone with a board ape shirt, like, okay, that's like, that's like going back to my roots of like connecting with people that, that love hardcore music or whatever it is. Cause it's, it's, it's got this that's heady right. culture. But uh, to go to now specifically to your thing, like how do you get involved? That's why there's discords. I mean, there's there's what we're doing right here. There's there's so so many forums because it's all about the community and about conversation. It's all about transparency and an open dialogue. I've never seen anything like this before. I've never really jumped on Discord um, outside of gaming when I'm playing Call of Duty. I've never jumped on Discord as much as I have because of NFT culture. And that's like the thing is with NFT culture, NFTs, because it lives online, it's it's the Discord life is such an important part of it. And with cards, they're like, yes, of course, there's Discord chats on cards, but they're not, I don't think they're as frequented as people that live in the digital asset space. So it, it's like, it, it's such a big part yeah. of the community and and you don't need to you don't need to rush in. I think that's the other problem is like because it is like it's crazy when you see a project and like you can get FOMO. This is this is also something that I think people need to slow down on too. And even myself, you see a project, you're like, oh yeah, I'm, I'm like, oh this is cool. I, I follow Bobby, and I, you know I want to jump in on on your you know what you're doing. Boom, it sold out. You're like fuck, like I wish I knew, you know. But there's more coming, you know. So if you miss out on that, there's other things coming. I think you just need to get in, just like with any industry, any place where you're actually going to be risking your money. You know, you don't want to just jump in at the table without any knowledge. You need you need to go on discourse, ask the questions, ask everything, and 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 the most important thing is follow what you love because whatever you invest into. You know, you're investing your time, your money, your energy into into a space where it will become your like your, your digital family. You know, it'll become, you know, your community. So if, if that doesn't speak to you, you need to you need to follow something that does speak to you and 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 grow with that. You know, I think that's the most important thing. I, I you're absolutely right. Once again, I've been. I've been writing a lot about this and warning everyone that if you're looking at this from a pure investment play, you have to prepare yourself for the fact that most of these projects will fail. Ethereum will crash. Um, even with our project, nothing is guaranteed. Nothing is guaranteed tomorrow. Uh, look at what's happening to Instagram and Facebook right now. Like no one expected that to happen this morning. So if you're going into this space to play from a financial perspective or approach, just remember, number one, play with money that you can afford to lose, but really do it because you love it, because you love the art, and really because you love the community and you love the conversation. I always say that the thing that's really driving me in NFTs are not the NFTs themselves, but I love the conversation. I love the way that it's challenging us, it's stimulating us to think in different ways. I don't know where we're going to be in six months to a year from now. I have an idea where Adam Bomb Squad is going to be, what our intentions are with our own NFT project. But NFTs in general, who knows? Six months, eight months ago, as many NFT people in this room can attest to, we were in a completely different place as far as collectibles were concerned. Our eyes were set on the marketplaces. We just kind of had a different perspective. It's moving so fast that I don't know what it's going to look like a year from now, let alone five, let alone 10. 
but we all believe in the conversation. We all believe in the community and we're all helping each other go along. Uh, speaking of the community, there's a few people that I would love to bring up on stage in this last 15 minutes or so that we have, Steve. I don't want to take up all this time. Uh, I see Farouk's out here. We got to get Farouk up on stage. I just added him as speaker. Shiny's here. Um, we have Matt Colin. Matt is uh, has been working with Steve since the very beginning. Matt is a really close friend of mine and my neighbor. And I'd love to get Matt's thoughts on just his perspective on what he sees Steve been, what Steve has been doing over the last year or so. But really, um, one last point about the community. And uh, the last question that I asked Steve was, "How do people get into this space if they are trying to learn?" Uh, we can send you to the discords. We can send you to different blogs and mediums or whatnot. I would strongly suggest following some of these people I just invited up on stage. Farouk has been probably the most vocal advocate and ambassador for NFTs. Uh, Shiny as well. Uh, Matt, Steve, all these guys. Um, we need more women. We all know that. Please uh, reach out to more women, different people from different regions and spaces in life. But these people will quickly catch you up, educate you fairly on the subject, and, um, and are doing it from a place of pure love for the community and a pure love for the creation. So I don't know who wants to begin. I don't, let's start with Matt real quick because Matt, you've been patiently waiting. I kind of just wanted your perspective. You work with Steve every single day. What's your viewpoint on how Steve has been moving in the space and your viewpoint on NFTs and how people can get involved? I have a question, I have zero answers. Uh, Matt, you there? Uh, there you are. Oh, can you hear me? Yeah. Can you hear me okay? Or my, my God. Yes, we can hear you. We can hear you. Cool. Um, Steve said it all himself, really. I mean, he's he's a collector at heart. So it was a natural transition. I think it just, you know, I, I also manage RAC and, and um, one of our partners manages Black. He started getting really Is it just broken for me? Matt, I just realized I, I was, I was, I thought it was me. I always think it's me. I think, Matt, you kind of cut out for a second there. Um, I don't know if you can still hear us. Matt, you got to walk to some other side of your house, man. You, he's got the worst reception in his house. I always call him, and I'm like, Matt. Well, Matt needs to walk. Matt needs to walk to the west wing he, or the dude, south like, he, wing like, of his gigantic he's mansion. Seriously, the worst reception in his house. I swear <laughs> to God. I keep calling him like Matt. You picked the wrong house to move in with the with your fucking. T-Mobile or AT&T, whatever the fuck well, you got. Like, it's like you switch the service. That's Holy what shit. you get. <laughs> that's fucking mad. When you, when you have a cave, he lives in the back cave. We were just talking to Bruce Wayne. You know, let's jump to uh, Faroque. Faroque. Faroque and Shiny. I mean, please, both of you speak. I, I want – if you have any questions for Steve, I mean, Steve we're, we're, pretty, we're pretty much the same person anyway. I'll, I'll let, I'll let Faroque uh, take it off the bat. Yo, yo, what's up, Bobby? What's up, everyone? What was the question at stake? I just walked in and you were- All right, I'll take it. I'll take it. <laughs> it it's, I, I think it's really just about uh, bringing people into the space and education on what's going on here. And I think Bobby touched on something. First off, Bobby, congrats on 100K, by the way, my friend. It's wonderful to have you in the space. It's this is. I just hit it in the course of this conversation. It's really beautiful. And you were the first to congratulate me. But yeah, we hit it. That's what we do. We lift each other up. And, and I just have um, so much respect for what you've been able to do in the NFT space and coming in. I mean, I, I just want maybe to lay it out for everyone else, the path that you took, which was having educated conversations, coming as someone who knew zero about this, and for months, conversations around what's an NFT, how do I utilize it? I saw you start popping up in our Twitter spaces. I saw you start asking the right questions and thinking about this is a technology. This is not recycling something from the physical world and just doing it online. There are actual ways to increase the value of all the people that participate. And so how am I going to do that? And that's exactly what your project has done. And I commend you for that. And, and uh, it, the last thing you said, which was we need more women in this space. We need more of everyone in this space. Different cultures are what make this space thrive. It's, what's make, it's what makes value within our community. Because when we have different ideas that collide against each other, all of a sudden we can build this incredible future, you know? And um, I, I think that all the people, if you feel alienated that you don't see your constituency in this NFT space, I would look at it the other way, which is that it's so early that you could be the first person to actually bring that voice 
to this world. And without that voice, we're all going to be lesser because of it. It's so, so important to bring that culture with you, to bring that unique education with you, and to come into this space. And by the way, you have some questions. Look at what Bobby's doing. He's taking time out of his day to host this so that everyone can learn. It's what Farouk does every single day. It's what I do every single day. We host Twitter spaces. And we break it down for people that are just joining us or people that are long-term hodlers, anything in between. That's everything for what this space is about because we create value when we come together, when we have these ideas. The blockchain is set up so people can't hoard information. I know exactly what's going on and when it's going on. And so there's none of this like, I'm actually going to take this information for myself and profit. It's all on the table. So how do I actually start profiting? Well, I work together with you. And there's something really beautiful about that. I mean, obviously, I could talk about this forever, but much love to everyone in the room for, for taking a second and learning, for being a part of Bomb Squad. And I'll, I'll hand it off to Farouk. Damn, Farouk, go. You're up next. Yo, what's good? Well, um, you know, I assume you were, I, I walked in maybe like five minutes before you, you brought us up, but, you know, to, to point on community and what we're building here, I mean, I, you guys all make great points. It's hard to go after Shiny always, but, you know, I think it's it's very important that we keep a tight knit and that we, you know, we, we don't, we talk often about how gatekeepers in the traditional art world and other brands, I mean, you've, you have gatekeepers in your space, Bobby, I'm sure, and a lot of them in the fashion, in the, in the, in the streetwear. But, you know, I think what's important is not to, to act as gatekeepers, but it's to act as protectors and, and people who are really looking um, over the space, which is growing immensely and which is growing very fast. There's a lot of hype around it, right? It's like the big gold rush to like getting the dopest sneaker again. But it's like we're talking about NFTs and there's obviously a lot of uh, money involved in the space. And, you know, we, we have to make sure, you know, as community builders, community developers, all of us together, that we're here to, to really build a healthy environment uh, together for one another, but also for the people, which is what we're trying to do here uh, with, you know, Oshina as a show every morning. And, you know, I got, I'm building an entire, um, an entire infrastructure here at, uh, at, uh, with Rug Radio and, and the whole media brand that we're building. And you make a great point when it says to, um, to having, you know, more female voices, but also more voices from, from all, all places. It was just last week where we had Justin Taylor on stage um, you know, of Twitter, and he's a fellow board ape, fellow cool cat. So you guys see him all around. I think he's got a couple bombs too. And um, and you know, with uh, a, a woman came on stage, uh, Brittany, I believe her name is, and she was like, "Well, you know, we have a bipoc, bipoc, and women of color rooms uh, every single day at this set time. We'd love to get a little help." And Justin said, "Well, hit me up. Twitter wants to actually help elevate those voices as well." And to see how we can do better to be there for, you know, the entire world and to cater to all communities and places. So I think it's awesome. And it, it, it happens really by, by speaking up and by by being forward, raising your hand and coming on stage, but also, you know, engaging with people in this space, which is so welcoming. And, and I, I find it very open minded. I genuinely think that uh, we're breaking a lot of the uh, standards and codes that were built in Web2 and in, this, in society and that we're rewriting them, shifting, shaping, and, you know, recentering, like, the focus on, like, unity and building one big thing together rather than just, like, being just so, like, closed up in our own little uh, worlds, you know? I was I was um, making a point, an example of that, saying, like, before, I think I was talking about that this past Sunday, but it's, like, before it's, like, oh, like, you have all these countries, and it's, like, each country caters to its own, so you have, like, each, all these avatar projects or groups of people and pockets that are being built right within this big community, which is actually pretty small on the macro uh, perspective. But it's like you have Italy, then you have France, oh, you have China, and then you have you have uh, US, and you have Mexico, you have this and that. But each caters to its own. Whereas, like in this space, like we cater to our own micro communities, of course. Like, yeah, I love my cool cats. I want to cater to that community and empower that community specifically because I genuinely love it. But at the same time, I want to empower the bigger community, which is Bobby's or Steve's or shinies or or anybody that's down there in the audience so and that's what i like about our space that's that's i think that's what we're doing and and it's really incredible to see how we we can both you know build micro and macro at the same time uh all while um you know make sure that we elevate all sorts of voices can i add something really quick i, I, I love I, I that just, yes of course it, the room is for, yours Steve. Rock, by the way i love you you're, you're like i love what you right say. back at you love, love hearing your the, your voice everything you're a great guy <laughs> and shiny that was awesome um i i just want to just toss this out here and i just it's like kind of one of those things that sparks and you're like holy shit i didn't you know i, I mean it's just a thought you know definitely would love to talk more about this but okay music um that's my world 
All right. That's the platform that built everything for me. And it's clear music connects people. It brings everyone together. That's why everyone goes to the festivals. That's because it's, we're a social species. We go out and like, it's a thing like, you know, you can never take away that community. Right. It's like what brought me to where I am. Like I, I remember going to shows and like, that's the whole thing you go with, like you hang out with 40 people and fucking mosh part, you know, sing along, whatever. Um, but like there is no like kinetic energy that's happening even with something so big like music in the digital space like this something that really brings everyone together i'm not i'm not saying that nfts are like more kinetic than music i'm not that's not what i'm trying to say here but i'm saying that there's there's this different thing that's happening and that's a conversation maybe i would like to Absolutely, Steve. I, I, could, like, I couldn't what? agree more with you. And, and if I if I could just hop in here um, with my perspective on why that's happening, you know, it's it's because we've completely changed the power structure. And so the dynamic in terms of communicating with one another, collaborating with one another is completely different. One artist is signed to one label. One artist is signed to another label. Good luck collaborating and getting that song on the radio. Right. But here, who, who, who is leading that artist? Well, the artist is actually leading. The artist also has their own distribution funnel. So they, they have the people that they can sell it to. They build their community, becomes their distribution funnel. They're at the top of it. And now because I'm an artist, I elevate all the artists around me. It's, it's innate within that artist because sharing is actually what makes your art more meaningful. And so in that way, we're, we're specifically able to have conversations we would never have in the traditional world. I totally agree. M Matt, you have finally joined the room. Do you have hey, any parting words for us, Matt? <laughs> uh, I, well, yeah, I had to restart my phone. I thought I was, I thought Frock was hosting. I got rugged so many times. Um. <laughs> that's what happens when i come you know like look we we just we we bring the rugs i mean right now i don't know if you guys are aware but zuckerberg is rugged as a whole like not a single facebook owned platform is running so it's been like an hour so yeah, yeah the, the whole rug going on with me yeah the, the, the best thing i heard this morning was somebody's like i hope it's permanent <laughs> like the society would be for the better <laughs> I need WhatsApp, though. I need WhatsApp. They can I know. Well, you know what? Wait, we'll we'll you, I, we'll, I have to we'll say, we'll I don't want to break out. the conversation, but Twitter tweeting out, hello, literally everyone, when Facebook went down <laughs> is, is an MVP tweet. I don't know, Justin, if you were behind <laughs> that, but fucking hilarious. Uh, you know, the only so, thing I was going to add is that Steve was just talking. It, it, this moment does remind me, and I think we've all been in different moments that have been similar. It's just that it's on a worldwide scale. Like, I remember Steve being pitched by MTV like 15 years ago to do a show and Steve trying to explain to them what this electro moment was, was about like this Daft Punk justice mastercraft. There's like a sound happening at that time and they just couldn't get it. And I remember Steve like standing up on his chair, like you don't understand there's a movement and it's happening and you guys are missing it. And they just didn't get it. And I imagine that's the same thing that happened in Seattle in the early nineties and CBGBs in London. It's just, it's happening on a, on a, on a global scale and it's digital and it's collectible. You actually get to collect the moments, right? We get yeah. to, as these moments yeah. are happening, I get to buy that moment, whether that moment is art blocks or that moment is a bored ape, or it's a photo by a photographer you love. We're like watching a revolution in real time and getting to collect it, which I think speaks to all of us. Yeah, someone said this, uh, I forget who was, someone on Twitter this weekend said, you know, are we early? And uh, of course, the answer is yes to that. But I, I think the people who get it next year are going to be early. I think we are, uh, we're prophetic. You know, I think we are seeing something that nobody else sees. And if they do recognize it, we look really crazy. And, um, you know, to be early means that everyone else can see it. They just choose not to get on board, whether they can't access it or they don't believe in it or they don't like it or they think it's stupid. Um, I, I just, I think that we are seeing something out there that, uh, most people don't, they just cannot wrap their minds around. And we just look like, we look like lunatics. And whenever I've been in this position many times in my life, uh, whether it was a part of my career or I was just very early to skateboarding or whether it was to streetwear or to sneakers. And then we, we you know, obviously our generation of streetwear, we were very early. I saw the same thing happen. Like, I don't know if everyone remembers the first iterations of Instagram, 
And the popular page was all streetwear people and skaters. And then at night, it was taken over by Indonesian One Direction lovers um, and Harry Styles fans. But like that was what Instagram was for the first couple of years before people really figured it out. Um, I was in the generation before that with blogging also, and I was always known as the blog guy in streetwear for like the first five, six years. And then everyone became a blogger through social media. Uh, I'm seeing the same thing happen again, but with much more force, much more momentum. And uh, it's really electric and exciting. I, I'd love know? to put it in, per- to be to in, a it in room, perspective. Right? Go ahead. Um, yeah. Bobby, and, and that is the TikTok, of course, I'm sure everyone saw is getting into the NFT game. New York Times Sunday edition TikTok took out a full page ad. TikTok has 2 billion users. There are 2 million wallets, you know, on Flow. There's a few hundred thousand on OpenSea. I mean, cumulatively, maybe we have 0.1% of the people on TikTok, maybe even less. The TikTok drop is going to bring in so many more people than exist today. So if you if you're still like you hear us say, oh, you're early, but you don't believe it. TikTok hasn't dropped their NFTs yet. There will be millions and millions and millions of people that dwarf how many are here right now that come in. Uh, you're right. And uh, when people ask about our NFTs, for example, in Adam Bomb Squad, are they rare? Which one's rare? And I'm like, every NFT is rare. Every NFT is rare and every NFT collector or investor or trader right now is rare. Uh, But yeah, I've been reading all those statistics recently about how very, very few of us are in the space, have a wallet right now to be trading this stuff, let alone are knowledgeable enough to speak on the subject. Uh, By this time next year, by this time in five years, it's just going to be go completely mainstream. I started off this conversation just talking about e-com. And building an online shop and doing e-com selling online in the first years of our business was completely unheard of. Customers were just not comfortable with it. You know, people were getting their money stolen and they didn't understand why you would buy something online. It would come in three days instead of just going to the store and buying it yourself. Um, and it took about three, four years. And now, you know, DTC, direct to consumer brands and uh, supply chain issues, like everything is about online shopping now. It's just completely taken over, uh, taken the place of physical retail shopping. Um, it took about five to 10 years for that to happen. I think this is going to happen much faster. Um, but same thing. You remember the early days of Instagram, three, four years before it went mainstream, like mainstream in a way that we understand it today. Uh, TikTok, the same thing is happening right now. But NFTs, it's going to happen. And, but I think it'll be even faster. And so this time next year, everyone will be there. You will be considered not early, but prophetic. I want to give uh, Steve any last words here um, because you are a special guest today for the very first Bomb Talk. We, we will be continuing this series. But Steve, any last words just about NFTs or collecting in general? Um, how should newcomers be looking at the space? Um, yeah, I, I think it just goes back to, um, you know, I, I, I would just take it slowly, you know, take it slowly, especially if this is a foreign ground for you. And, and like, you know, just come in to absorb and learn. And, um, and you don't, I don't think you necessarily have to buy anything. Just you could be a part of it. You know, it's not like you have to buy to get into the community. It's like you, you're, you're, you know, like uh, all these conversations they're, you know, it's like you can enter into the classroom without having to pay, you know, you can learn. It's fun. It's exciting. Um, and, and yeah, dabble, you know, like I, I have a lot of friends that are like, I only have like a few hundred dollars. Okay. That's fine. You could, you could like go in on something that's, you know, if you, it's like, you have to look at it just like exactly what you're saying, Bobby, like where it's not about um, how much money can I make off this? If, if that's, if that's your train of thought, then definitely go into the stock market or something. I don't know. Um, yeah, you could, you easily could, but that, that's that you can't have that, that way of thinking. Cause that's, that's also uh those kinds of things, they do happen, but you can't go into like anything in life where you're like, ah, oh, I'm going to 10 X here. Like, it's just, you can't think like that. You might, it's possible. And especially in this space, you possibly could, but if you go into it, that mindset, you're going to, you're going to be hit with some, some very, you know, some, some harsh realities. So I, I think it's important to go into it um, slowly, have fun with it, build with it. And I, and I, I, I like the way I feel. It's like once you 
own a piece of it, it's different than just having it as a screensaver. Like you, you're part, like it, it just becomes part of your identity. Just like, uh, you know, just like anything that you buy that represents you, whether it's like, you know, certain shoes by, by Adidas or Nike or, you know, uh, you know, whatever it is that you you buy for yourself, a certain t-shirt, a, a certain band tee that you love, like Metallica or whatever the band is, like you wear it because you buy it because it represents the music that you love that essentially represents your identity, you know, and, and like the, the social network that of who you are soon. And for people that like people that are already involved in NFTs, it's like part of their identity. It's we already understand that. But for the, the people that don't, it you'll once you buy certain things, it becomes part of you. It's not it's 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 uh, it's just hard to understand that until you you own something. You're like, OK, now it's my screens. Now it's like it's, it's on my profile because I own it. It's part of like, you know, what represents who I am at this time in life. Not forever, but in 2021, like this crypto punk or this cool cat or this chubby corn, whatever it is, it's like you're getting into is like, that's me right now, you know, and we're constantly evolving and changing and, and, and we look at others and we're like, oh, that's cool. You're, they're part of that too, you know? So it, it's, um, it's a lot of fun. I enjoy it. Um, I, I've definitely like going back to what I was saying before, um, it, it's it's this it's like this kinetic thing is happening that you know I look I look at the uh, the room right here and I see other DJs in here and artists in here like we, I I just would never do a Discord chat or a Twitter thing with with other DJs on just EDM I just it just would never happen you know like it, it's strange how that like that is it's like this is my life electronic music's my life the stage is my life. Touring is my life. Making music, producing music is my life, literally. And I don't, I would not do a Discord around that with other artists. It's strange. But here, this is how we communicate. It's like, same with you, Bobby. I'm sure you don't do like a streetwear Discord with like. Yep. (laughs) I was going to say the same thing. But but yet we're fucking here. You have a whole thing just Uh on this you're ecstatic about it. You're passionate about it. And like, when you asked me, I was like, yeah, of course I'm going to do it. It's going to, it's going to be a great conversation. And it's like, cool to like, see who's in the room, like listening. And mm-hmm. the other thing I want to say is like, how it's fucking cool to be early. I love like what Matt was talking about. It's like, I love standing up on that goddamn table at MTV talking about electro and justice and all that stuff. And they're like, who the fuck are you talking about? I'm like, you're fucking missing out. Like I, I like, I love, like, you know, I think a lot of us in here have the same passion to share something that's that's like phenomenal to us, but not many people know about it. You know, that feeling to share something like that, like for me, like I'm saying, like, that's where yes. my success is the ability to share. That's where that's why I feel like I've been successful in my life is because when I fucking love something, I share it. I, and like, that's why I am meant to be a DJ. Because my whole point of playing music is to share the experience. And when I see someone in the crowd that feels the same way, because I'm fucking playing, I swear to God, like, I, I've, I really love fucking playing. I love it. That's why I tour so much. But it's, it's really, I love playing because I want to share this moment of the song or whatever it is and that feeling. And if I see someone else losing their fucking mind, screaming, crying, pulling their hair out, I'm like, that's my fucking guy. That's my girl. And, and like, there's, I think all of us in the room have this kind of feeling of sharing something that's like really exceptional. That's that not many people understand. And when other people get it, we're like, fuck yeah, that's why we're here. I am so glad we started this series with Steve Aoki. I cannot think of a better ambassador for NFTs. Your passion is super real. Your zeal is unparalleled. I'm, even me, I'm sitting here. I'm like, damn, I this is better than coffee. I'm more, I'm more in bullish on NFTs at the end of this conversation than I was an hour ago, and I didn't think I could be any more. So, thank you so much, Steve. Thank you. Thanks, Matt. Thanks, Shiny, Axie King, Farouk. You guys, 
are all so incredible and you've done so much. To Steve's point, it's really, really, truly about the community. It's about being sharers. It's about being evangelists and proselytizers for this space. Uh, we just want to see everyone win. Uh, it comes from a really, really authentic and uh, heartfelt place for us, I think. Uh, yes, there are people who are opportunists and people capitalizing on NFTs, a lot of scammers out there, of course, that's like with anything. Um, but the reason why this culture is moving at a light speed pace is because the people who are the face of it right now, the ones that are driving it, the ones that are building the connections are all leading into it with this type of intent that speak that Steve is speaking on. And so um, stay with us, you know. Um, so thank you so much for listening today to Anna Bomb Squad's Bomb Talk. I'll be back with another guest from our NFT community. Uh, if you want to see what uh, Steve's bombs look like, one of them is the flyer. Uh, if you haven't, if you haven't noticed that already, we have a food festival coming up. If you're going to be in LA this Sunday, it's called Family Style. Please come. Everyone is welcome. FamilyStyleFest.com. The best in food, the best in fashion coming together. We have Virgil collaborating with John and Vinny's. We got Nike and Ghetto Gastro. We have restaurants from all over the country. They're all coming in. And just for Adam Bomb Squad, Adam Bomb Squad holders, you guys have a special discount, as you know, in the Discord. And anyone who has a sticker gets in for free. Anyone with the red sticker gets into VIP for free. So that is just one example of the perks that come with Adam Bomb Squad. Thank you again, everyone. Have an amazing day. Maybe Instagram will be down forever and we can all party here on Twitter for the rest of our lives. But for today, it really worked out well. Uh, we'll see you all soon.